Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. From Pennsylvania Avenue to Main Street, Scott Inez tackles the hot topics like only he can. It's time for Inez Says. Hey, welcome back to the Inez Says Podcast. Scott Inez with you today. Thanks so much for joining me here on the pod. You can find it most everywhere you get your podcasts, including Spotify. You can find it right there in the WDBO app, Apple Podcasts as well. And you can join me on the radio. I invite you to join me on the radio each and every morning with Orlando's Morning News, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580 in Orlando, outside of Central Florida. Make sure you stream us right there in the WDBO app. It's that time of week when we enjoy chatting with Brian Kilmeade. He is the host of the Brian Kilmeade Show after us. On Orlando's Morning News, 9 to noon every weekday on WDBO. Brian also co-hosts Fox and Friends every weekday morning and Saturday nights at 8 o'clock on Fox News. He hosts One Nation with Brian Kilmeade. On the docket today for Brian, the January 6th hearings on Capitol Hill. If the Democrats want Donald Trump out of sight, perhaps they should put an end to these hearings. We'll talk about that. And certain House Democrats voting against a bill protecting the immediate families of Supreme Court justices. Here's that conversation. Mr. Kilmeade, we have these January 6th committee hearings underway in Washington. I guess they, for whatever reason, postponed today's hearings. But what do you make of these hearings so far, Brian? Well, I, I say a couple of things. Number one, uh, don't, some, someone shouldn't come out and say, you know, no big deal. January 6th is no big deal. It was a big deal, obviously. we got to uh, start trusting elections. That's got to, having said that, I think we understand that. Uh, when we start doubting, we're already hearing President Biden saying things, you know, six months ago after the Georgia changed their rules. I don't know if I can trust the midterms. And we know Hillary Clinton in 2016, you know, I didn't lose. I, I'll beat him again. You beat him again. Mm -hmm. What are you talking about? Yeah. And then in 2020, President Trump still doesn't think he lost. So I, I want elections as clean as possible, but in a, in a country our size, it's never, and with districts so big and small, with us making our own rules, we make them almost impossible to fundamentally hack. Since we're not in a central location, there's always going to be some things that are wrong. But we have to trust the elections. Having said all that, I'm watching an infomercial yeah. I, as if I went to a DNC meeting and I heard exactly what they thought about who was to blame and the conclusions they wanted to make and uh, that it's all Donald Trump and it was his view. Okay, that's how you felt. So what am I going to get out of the hearings? Absolutely the same thing. Why? Because you have no countervailing opinion. The problem is I think the Dems thought, great, we, we got the ball here. I'm going to sell this in primetime, uh, attract viewers in, uh, in the non-primetime hours, and then we're going to come to conclusions, and we're going to trip up the Republicans come midterms, which would they deem as the fact. The problem is, uh, Scott, if you and I go back and forth on, on what the facts are, that's a debate. 
Mm-hmm. If I just tell you what the facts are, uh, your eyes are going to glaze over because that's my opinion. Yeah. I'm getting the Democrats' opinion, and I'm getting their edits on testimony. Sometimes that I understand went on for eight hours, and they give me 15 seconds, and I'm supposed to say that's exactly how they felt. They would have been so much better off had they just let Congressman Banks and Jim Jordan cross-examine. Mm-hmm. And then you and I talk about, like, well, you know, who scored better? Well, you know, I don't really think that Jordan really made sense there. It looks like he was deflecting, and I really think he was covering for the president. Obviously, there's something. Instead, we just watch it. We just watch an infomercial. Yeah. And I just think with with inflation at 8.6%, gas prices in California reached $10 yesterday. <laughs> we, we can't focus on January 6th. Yeah. And then I'm watching these primaries. Trump's still making a major impact. Yeah, I totally agree with you. January 6th was abysmal. It needs to be investigated, but it needs to be investigated thoroughly, Brian. And I found it interesting. I think it was on Monday, the chairman of the hearings said, are there any objections to whatever they were doing? And that really summed up the whole thing. There were no objections because this is a partisan effort once again. There's nothing fair and balanced about this whole hearing slash investigation going on. And what's with the postponement? Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. What do you mean you're postponing? Yeah. You've had, what, six months to get ready for this? You've had so many hours. You have, you have all these subpoenas. You're, you know, you're jailing uh, former Trump, uh, Trump aides. You have all this power. Believe me, they're, they're on the clock. And come December, January, you're going to hear a pushback. Now, I saw Rachel Maddow. I ran a clip yesterday. And Rachel Maddow said, uh, we know we had a rally, um, but I don't think it's clear. She basically said, I don't think it's clear that she told everyone to go there and breach the Capitol. The Capitol is a long walk. And some of those people, the Proud Boys and others, never even went to the rally. Mm. So how can you blame Trump for getting everyone inside and going and going over to take over Capitol when most of the people who led the charge and fatigues and by the way I have no I have no use for either one of these groups sure absolutely uh, and went into went, yeah went into and breached the Capitol mm-hmm. so I, I heard Rachel Maddow say that now you didn't tell me that Jim Jordan or Congressman Banks would have brought that up yeah. Yep. And, and what about march over patriot, uh, patriotically and peacefully? Mm-hmm. If you're going to say that he incited the crowd, don't be so scared to say on another uh, – it's true he said this. But what I think is more of an impact is this. But when you leave it out, and even Trump detractors know it was in – you know, even Robert De Niro probably said, yeah, I, I kind of know this already. Mm-hmm. You know, the biggest Trump detractor in the world. I mean, yeah, and, and that goes to, okay, what have they proved so far? They proved that Donald Trump is a sore loser. Well, we already knew that. We already knew. So what is the end goal here? Is it to have the DOJ charge him with something like what is your end goal here? Is it just get Trump, get Trump, make some points for the midterms coming up in November, which is going to be very difficult to do, knowing where inflation is and where gas prices are? I mean, what's the end goal here? I think to make sure Trump doesn't run again. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. just think they don't want to run again. Well, and as Britt Hume said Monday, he said there's some people, there's a lot of Republicans that would not mind that, can, you know, that end game because it might even be. I'm not saying for sure, but it might be Ron DeSantis, it might be Nikki Haley, it might be Mike Pompeo, it might be Tom Cotton, it might be Marco Rubio, who are not enemies at all of Trump. In fact, I think they really like him. But I think they would like it to be their time. But let me run something by you here. I believe that the only chance Democrats have at the presidency in 2024 is if Donald Trump runs, Brian, because he's the only thing that can kind of coalesce them and get them on the same page. Joe Biden was elected from his basement because he ran against Donald Trump. I do wonder aloud whether this whole thing may backfire on Democrats come 24. 
Just a thought. Interesting. I mean, I, I can't really say you're wrong. Maybe nobody else would have won in 2016 except Trump. And maybe nobody else would lose right. in 2024. Yeah. Yeah. However, what, what I think is happening, and we're not going to know uh, for a year, but the things are going so bad. He's undoing all Trump's policies, and it's blowing up in his face. And we're not doing bad because of the pandemic. We're doing bad compared to other Western nations on inflation, on gas prices, and on the fact that on some level, John Kerry relishing this green transformation as we leave gas and oil and his refusal to pump more. Uh, and his refusal to pump more is hurting all of us. I mean, I I come from – I have this great job. I have a, a couple of jobs now. I, I understand. I look at him. But most of my life, I was paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. My family was paycheck to paycheck. We felt every gas increase, inflation increase, that was it. And most people listening to us right now are, have their lives severely affected. And that makes you not worry so much about the tweets and I not worry so much about the brusque behavior and maybe focus even less on January 6th. You know, that other guy was helping Republicans. He was helping blacks. He was helping Hispanics. Uh, you know, he was helping the country. We did not have a major war. I didn't love his policy on Syria. I didn't like the leverage he was using against Ukraine. But that's fine. For the most part, it wasn't I'm going to bomb Iraq and bomb Iran and, I, and, and he's going to take out China. He was uh, he was going after our enemies with trade, like Venezuela. He was squeezing them dry in in, uh, in China. He was going after them head to head in Europe. He says you're our friends, but you're screwing us on trade. So all these things kind of helped us. Mm-hmm. And now, guess what? The latest thing that by the end of our show today, we're going to hear about China's tariffs being removed, and it's going to have a negligible effect, but it makes us look weak. So I think maybe in a year you might even feel differently about that. Well, I hear it on the open mic every morning, what we wouldn't give for a mean tweet right now, knowing where gas prices and inflation. Go to Trump Social. Uh, yeah, right. Me, uh, Trump Social. <laughs> right. You'll right, get it. Right, right. No doubt, no doubt. Hey, real quick, it was much overdue, but the House passed that bill yesterday to increase security for Supreme Court justices' immediate families, and yet there were 27 Democrats voting against the bill, including AOC. In the wake of that nut job who showed up at Justice Kavanaugh's home last week with the guns and the knife and the this and the that, I, how in the world could anybody vote against something like this, Brian? Because they were conservatives, and there's no doubt about it. If it was Justice Sotomayor or Kagan, this would have been it would have been huge stories. Uh, it would have been on the front page of the New York Times. We said it was on page three. It wasn't covered. And the Washington Post was on the front page with a mention. This guy armed to the teeth, ready to attack. The protests on a daily basis. Not only do I want to, I can't believe the House would even rationalize this and got a pass on this when a hundred to nothing the Senate voted to pass it. They said, we want to include clerks and other level of justice. Mm. Nobody can afford to take care of the clerks. Mm. No offense, but I, you know, it's like saying I've got to take care of the Uber Eats guy mm-hmm. as well as the President of the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying the Uber Eats guy isn't important. I just can't provide security for him, yeah. even though he does have a dangerous job going into certain neighborhoods. Sure. So they finally got shamed into it. But did you hear that this woman, uh, this, this guy's sister, after he saw the marshals, he texted his sister, and his sister is the one who had him call 911. That stopped him. Mm. So I'm not sure why those marshals spotted this guy and let him like move back into the shadows and text his sister. I would like to get into that if mm. I can. And I'm the biggest law enforcement guy in the world. But between Uvalde and this, guys, please. 
you got to spring into action. Much appreciation to Brian Kilmeade for appearing on the Inez Says podcast today. That's going to wrap it up for the pod. Join me on the radio every weekday morning, Orlando's Morning News, with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. I'll see you next time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.